Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. Happy 2024. The new year is here. We've got a few things to dive into today, and we're super stoked. But first, we want to reflect on the things that we've been going through over the last few weeks. So, Nicole, want to dive in? Sure. Should we start with what was well and what was unwell about our past week? Yeah, definitely. I think what was well about my past week is I've been reflecting a lot, which has been really great. And I honestly had a lovely time at Christmas with my family. I used to hate going back to my hometown and I actually had such a lovely time just like hanging out with loved ones I haven't seen in a while and just being super present versus trying to have expectations of what the holiday was supposed to be and just letting it be whatever it was. So that was like really nice. And then also we booked our flight to Los Angeles, which is oh, yeah. exciting. So stoked for that. And then what was unwell is obviously some trials and tribulations your girl's been having that have led to the reflecting, but it's honestly not bad because it's turned over. So I honestly really can't complain about anything right now. All, all good in the hood. What's your well and unwell? We love that for you. So what was well is my holidays are also pretty good. On New Year's, this was the first time ever I spent it alone and I stayed in. And normally I have FOMO, but this year I had so much JOMO, which is like joy yeah. missing out. Yeah, like I swear to <laughs> I God. I had JOMO. Yeah, like a lot of JOMO. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited about, I did a whole goal listing and stuff like that. And it, I made it like a whole self-care night. So it was really nice. Cute. Yeah. I'm going to do that every year, I think, from now on. Boyfriend or not, it's like you can come and we can yeah have a summer don't together or here yeah (laughs) and then what was unwell honestly i don't have that much unwell i think for the last time ever on this podcast i'm going to say my hormones are bothering me but in 2024 we're not bringing the hormones in this year leaving that behind yeah like we're struggling a little bit right now i have bad cramps i'm a little nauseous and like i have some facial things going on here but yeah (laughs) not for long not for long not for long yeah Yeah. had a little good self-care night that's actually a lovely way to start the year I honestly usually do staying in for the night but I ended up doing stuff with a friend of mine and her family who's like absolutely nuts in the best way possible who came down from Jersey as well and they're just like funny loud Italians so I just enjoy their company so much because you just be yourself and be so silly so we had a great time and then the rest of the night was just like spent in watching fireworks but Honestly, this New Year's, this Christmas was probably the most peaceful I've been. So maybe that's what made it so enjoyable, which is really like really nice. But I do want to jump us into a couple of things now that we're talking about the new year and talking about like how you were goal setting and stuff and just take away all of the pressures that are normally put on people around the new year. I actually just saw a video of a girl saying on TikTok, she was like, are all the hot girls down bad and just a sack of potatoes? <laughs> this past week and I normally never let myself rest I'm actually crazy in an unhealthy way I always need to be go but I've been resting for the past week 
And I feel like with the New Year's, there's so much pressure around like January 1st, you better get up and get at it and work out five times a day and eat healthy and whatever. But that's just so unrealistic. Everyone I've been talking to, they're just like, I'm reflecting. I'm sitting in. I don't want to do much. Even all of us didn't want to go out for New Year's. We were like, we'd rather stay home. But honestly, my best friend's mom really wanted to go out. So we're like, sure, why not? Let's go. We're doing it for you. Let's well out. But it's just funny because everyone's taking this time to just slow down, which reminds me of a TikTok video that I just saw. And it's about how you should be looking, like, look at the rest of nature. Look at the rest of the world. Like right now it's winter. Most animals are hibernating. The trees are not currently growing leaves. They'd all fallen off already. And everything's just in a standstill mode. And it's a time to really reflect and hibernate and think about what you want. And then in astrology, the new year technically just starts in March, right? Honestly, there's... Yeah, there shouldn't be so much pressure around getting things going January 1st, but we always do because we're like new year. We obsess over new versus just taking this time to be like, I'm grateful for what I encountered in 2023. And here's the things I want to start experiencing, but it's really hard to just jump into a new person tomorrow. So I really recommend, and this is what I'm going to be doing myself, is taking the next few weeks to just really ask myself what I do want and how can I actually be active about those things and how can I make them really happen versus just sitting and twiddling my thumbs versus the pressure. And also there was so much pressure on the fact that it wasn't just a new year. It was a Monday as well. So everyone was like, I have to start doing everything. And like, even myself, I was a little victim of it too. I booked two workouts yesterday and I attended neither one of them. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do two back to back, whatever psychopath. And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm actually going to go ride a boat and not do any of that. But anyways, that's what I saw. And I thought it was nice. You just, ease your way into the year. There doesn't need to be this ridiculous, vast start. What's nice is for any type of career things, I think that's cool to do that in January, just so you can look back and like, are you come? But I think like on a fitness level and just like how you eat, like we're still in the season of winter. So it's, we shouldn't change that much unless it's, I want to eat healthier and just eat more whole foods. But yeah, I think there's just so much pressure around that. So if you yeah if you want to chill chill do things at your own pace and do things that align with you but also i have two sides to the way that i look at everything and there is goal setting that i do like to do and there are things that ambitions that i have and 12 months is really short so me just getting started with things in march is relatively unrealistic for me but i will say i have definitely been goal planning i've absolutely been making a vision board and i've been getting clear on my expectations romantically, in friendships, personal career, like really outlining how I want to feel throughout the next year. Thanks to Nadia, she taught me what kind of manifester I am. I'm a, what is it? Manifest? Non-specific. Oh, non-specific. And And I'm also a manifest, what is it? No, well, no, you said you were a manifesting generator, but then your birthday was wrong. No, I'm a generator. Yeah, I'm a generator and I'm a (laughs) non-specific manifester. So my whole life I've been manifesting incorrectly, which makes sense why I've had all of those things come into my life and then quickly be taken from me. So this year is normally I go and look out for a specific photo I want to put from the Pinterest board onto my vision board and hang up on my wall. This year was like intuitively letting things like I would just scan through random shit on Pinterest and whatever I felt super drawn to. I was like, okay, that aligns with me. And being less specific about the type of car I'm going to have, less specific about the places I'm going to go, and more so open to the experience or the feeling I'm going to have. So everything I did for my vision board this year was very feeling-oriented. Some specifics for people whose podcasts I want to be on, but the rest was pretty open. Yeah. And I know we talked about this before we hopped on, but a good vision board tip that we both recently learned was instead of 
posting, for example, if you want a certain type of car, instead of posting like the outside of a car, which is a little bit more detached from you, post the inside of a car, like your point of view inside Mm. the car, because it allows you to feel the feeling more of having it rather than looking outside of it, if that makes yeah. sense. So. And I'm also the kind of person, I purposely pick people with the same hair color as me and things like that, where it looks like a glimpse of questionably could be me so I can envision myself in it more. So picking a picture of somebody inside of a car that somewhat resembles you is like a great way as well, because you can already put yourself there. But also when you make your vision board, do not forget to put yourself on the board. Don't have a bunch of strangers, pictures of strangers on there. Somehow insert yourself from using Canva and drop yourself into a picture so you can envision yourself in those places. So it just starts to become more real because you can trick your subconscious mind to imagining that you're there. And so it becomes more real when it happens. And like from neuroscience, the brain doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So that is why vision boards are so powerful because you can literally trick your mind into believing that's happened and it becomes more familiar. So it's more likely to happen than it wouldn't if you hadn't had created that vision board. Mm-hmm. As the master manifester over there, do you see a difference in printing it out? (laughs) Because I don't print out. Yes, 1000%. And I am actually going to put my vision board from last year. I'll put it on our Instagram. And or I'll probably even just do a TikTok video like explaining like every single thing happened. Not one thing didn't happen, which is crazy. Every single thing happened on there. And I printed it out. And the year before, every single thing happened. Some of it trickled into this year. Honestly, because like my 2022 board, some of it happened mid-2023, but all that shit happened. It's crazy. And even my board that I did in 2018, or no, I did a board in 20, I did a board in 2016 of a black Hyundai Sonata. And it wasn't even the one, I didn't specifically want that at the time. It was the only picture I found in a magazine of a black car. And I was like, perfect. I want a black car. And I just popped that in there. And I found that board like a year later and I was driving a black Hyundai Sonata. I was like, this is weird. Because I had no specific desire to drive that year. It was just like, happened but it it just goes to show printing it out makes it more real and hanging on your wall or making a mini standard paper size one and put it on your mirror so you can look at it every time you go in the mirror i think is the best thing ever because you need to repeatedly look at it because your ras system will start to look for it everywhere as well it'll look for those opportunities it'll listen for those opportunities as long as you consistently look at it and remind yourself that you want it so yeah. I think it's really great to print it out. You should look at it all the time. Like having it on your lock screen is super helpful as well. Like if you just want to have, have a little it. mini version. Yeah, have a mini version as well. But honestly, you really should not share your vision boards with people until after they've already happened. And like you shouldn't really share too much of your dreams that you've created with other people unless they're like really genuine, pure people in your life. But if you have those friends that they instill doubt in you a lot of the time, don't share that shit with them. Don't share it on the freaking internet. Don't be like, I made my vision board and here's what it looks like for this year. That's the worst thing you can do because you just need to keep people's evil eyes out of the picture. Yeah. And personally, two things. One, I want to say the same thing happened where I made a list yesterday and then a company reached out to me. It was on my vision board yesterday. I wrote it down yesterday and it happened today. If you don't have a picture, at least write it down and you can write out a feeling like around it, like of an experience happening, like whatever that experience is that you want. Be so detail oriented about how you feel, like really focus on the feeling. And when you're making a vision board, listen to a playlist that gets you in a good, happy state of mind, like focus on the frequency and the good, positive energy that you have and the feeling that you will embody by having that item. Because we don't go get a car or we don't go get in a relationship just to be like, okay, I checked it off my list. We do it because we're chasing an emotion or a desired feeling that we want to have. 
So really embody that feeling as you're sticking that on. When you print that picture and you put that on there, literally just focus on, I feel like super happy having this. I feel empowered, whatever. And then really focus on the feeling and try to get in tune with that as you're creating it or as you're writing it in your journal, just the feeling is what's the most important, more so than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other thing was you mentioned not sharing your vision board or like your goal list. And honestly, I think if you're comfortable sharing your goal list, your goals aren't big enough because Mm. people around you probably should be like, yeah, bitch, you ain't doing that. Like Mm -hmm. your goals aren't big enough if people probably don't think that. Yeah. So that's that's why you should feel uncomfortable sharing your goals with most people because you got to dream big. And my let's head. Yeah. Big goals or go home. (laughs) Exactly. Do you have a little motto that you follow? For the year like mine last year for instance was less saying more doing and i have mine now for new this year but what is do you have one do you have a little thing that you think you're going to lean into more i'll think of it so can you go first <laughs> yeah <laughs> mine is no longer playing it safe i no longer play it safe like i'm not gonna do shit that is safe and easy and the comfortable easy way out like if it makes me be like oh shit this is gonna be a challenge you know what i'm gonna do it Because I don't want to play it safe and just keep things easy in my life because nothing happens in my comfort zone. For me, that little saying, anytime in the past year, because my previous one was less saying, more doing. If I notice myself talking so much about a concept versus actually making steps towards it, I would be like less saying, more doing, and I would start working on something for it versus just talking about it. So mm-hmm. you might have something along the lines of that or something that gets you whenever you're getting in a rut to move. I think there's two common themes. I don't have a slogan yet, it hasn't come to me, but one is just limiting beliefs in general. Like I don't have as many as last year, but there still are some that I, and I honestly, if my dreams or my goals happen, I'm gonna have to do these things that are that I'm fearful of. But I think just saying yes, even if I'm literally dying inside of fear. <laughs> I have one I'm for just you. Doing it. What? Fear's just a passenger on the driver. Oh like, yeah. I feel like that'd yeah. be a good one. Fear is just a passenger on the driver. And that comes from the thing with Jen Gottlieb. She was on an episode of Ed Milet, and she said that fear is literally just a passenger in your car. And if you were driving your car, like a regular car, forget the analogy and there was a passenger in it, are you going to let them hit the gas pedal? Are you going to let them turn the wheel? Are you going to let them put the car in reverse, put the car in park? Are you going to have them decide the direction you're going in? Absolutely not. So you need to envision fear as a passenger in your car, not something you can get rid of because fear is a human experience that we must have because fear is actually a great warning sign and it keeps us safe as well. But you would never let fear drive your car. So stop letting it prevent you from getting to destinations you want to go to. It can just be a passenger. So like, I, I love that one. I love like, Fear is a passenger. I'm the driver. So whenever you're having those moments where you're like panicking, just tell yourself that. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I got to get up. I also love the quote someone told me about two months ago. And she was like, you can't tell the difference between fear and excitement mm. in your body. So just act excited. And honestly, most of the time when you're fearful of something, when it comes to career, like you're actually really nervous because you want to do well at it you're nervous to mess up so just be excited about it and walk in with confidence and obviously easier said than done and yeah. i'll try my hardest this year and i'll let you know how yeah. that goes guys but that's a good one i think i have something similar to that and it's i'm not scared i've just never done this before yep and that that's that right. helps me 
so much. Like whenever I get panicky or I have to do something, I'm not scared. I just haven't done this before. I'm just new. I'm just new mm -hmm. here. That's it. I don't know. I think those are helpful. I hate how most motivational speakers, they're like, be fearless, but that's not possible. It's generally not. You literally cannot live life without fear. It's, you can't remove that emotion from your body. It exists for a reason. Just be courageous. Just lean into courage. Courage is having fear and doing it anyways. And it's lean into that more so than trying to remove an emotion, trying to remove anxiety either. You can't remove human experiences. They have to be there. They're emotions that are instilled in us. They're hardwired. They got to be there. So just find a way to do things courageously versus fearlessly because it's super unrealistic. And I yeah. think that's the biggest thing for us this year is just leaning into leaning into doing things that are in alignment with us and in tune with us versus so many outside factors coaching us on how to do life. I don't know if that resonates with you, but I'm really big on only taking pieces of information from people versus just thinking that's a strict guideline I have to follow because I'm so aware that my path is very different than anybody else's. I'm never going to follow a step-by-step -step rule book that somebody creates for me. And in saying that, like even to the listeners listening to this podcast, like only take what resonates. You don't have to listen to every little fact that we have because some of the shit we say doesn't even necessarily work for us all the time. Find little things and experiment with what feels good to you and then mm -hmm. stick to that. I go through phases of stuff all the time. Sometimes I love Pilates and it makes me feel good. And then other times I'm running once a day because I feel super angry or I'm just going through something. So it's experimenting every single yeah. day and going with just your intuition of what feels right. Act intuitively. Do what feels good to you on an intuitive level. If you have a good yeah. gut feeling that this is going to help, go do that. I heard this thing the other day as well, and it was about the urgency to do things. Because there's a lot of urgency that comes with the new year. It's urgent to go and fix everything, change everything, be healthy, fix your whole life. And I heard that urgency is the act of the ego. Whenever you have an urgent feeling, like say you're in an argument, oh, I need to text this person back within the next five seconds. It's urgent. That's usually your ego acting. And then the soul actually takes time. The soul does things with grace and gives it things time. Whenever you catch yourself getting really, everything has to happen right this second, overwhelmed, controlling a bit, just know that you're acting from your ego and just step back a bit. But I thought that was interesting because I noticed whenever I have a disagreement with somebody or something feels out of place, if I have such an overwhelming anxiety to get a hold of them and fix the situation, that's my ego acting. That's me not being mm -hmm. able to handle the rejection or the discomfort. And she said that, urgency is a trauma response which i also thought that was really interesting too yeah that makes sense though mm -hmm. with all that we've just discussed do you want to walk through what you did for your self-care night and like all those steps you took and the prompt you followed yeah so i did a few but the night as a whole i watched some rom-coms i cried a few times and i ordered sushi <laughs> It was fabulous. Love that. Yeah. But I started off with just writing a list of big goals. So what I mentioned before, where you should almost feel uncomfortable telling this to people because they're going to mm -hmm. be like, you're delusional and crazy, but it should be delusional and crazy. But you also want to believe it at some level. But that's, all, that's where manifesting comes in. But I wrote out just a list of big goals. And they're pretty specific, but some aren't. And to mm -hmm. give examples, I'm not going to share my whole board here, but like attending an event mm -hmm. that I'm with X, Y, and Z, like with someone that I look up to right now or something mm -hmm. like that. So just like bigger goals. Then the second one was I wrote a page out as if it was December 31st of 2024 
And I was basically writing back and celebrating all that I accomplished and what I accomplished and how I feel in that moment, how proud I am of myself, how I'm almost shocked that I did all of that this year and that I never really believed that I could do this. That one was really fun, honestly, to do. That's good because you're really leaning into the feeling. Yes. And that's why yeah. for that exercise, do it when you're in a good place, like a good mental state and you're feeling good, like no pressure. If it takes you two weeks to get to it, at least do it at some point, but do it when you're in a good state of mind and you're feeling peaceful and because the energy that you have around it makes it actually happen because mm-hmm. it, it already feels real to you. Yeah, no, that's so true because I was going to do it two days before and I felt nauseous and I was mm-hmm. like, I can't tap into the feeling of happy right now like my stomach hurts <laughs> yeah you know my and it does make a difference leaning in which i'm aware that you are as well Ooh, is being better with money and being disciplined this year and being mm-hmm. financially responsible because i've just been because there is a level of delusion that i 100 support i believe being hopeful and delusional and everything but then there's also this part that people seem to forget because like it's way easier to just be delusional and then have no actions to follow it but that doesn't work. And I can tell you because I've been trying this quote I've had written on a piece of paper for literally four years that says money comes and go easily and frequently. And that shit, yeah, it comes and it goes because I spend it like an idiot. And I because I have that quote instilled in my brain, I'm like, it comes and goes. So I'm going to spend it. It's going to come. No, yeah. I have put myself in so much stress, so much <laughs> struggle for no reason because I'm being absolutely delusional and backing it with no action to say to that is. This year, I am being financially responsible. I've already been working through it the last couple of months. I will definitely think we should do an episode around money and money trauma and tips and tricks that we've had. But one thing I will say is I've been reading the book, The Psychology of Money, which I highly suggest to anyone. You don't need to know shit about money. You could be the worst person, biggest spender on earth, constantly in debt. But that book you should really listen to because it teaches you about the emotions we have attached to the way that we spend. And I'm a big emotional spender. I will, I will shop to make myself feel better. I was 1000% that retail therapy girl. I was constantly buying shit that I thought would elevate my lifestyle because I thought it would make me get in a better state of mind so then I could create more or whatever. I think listening to that book or reading that book is a great thing to do. And then also Atomic Habits, like backing the knowledge that you have about the emotions and the habit stacking that you can do around money. But one of the things that they said in the book, Psychology of Money, that I thought was so interesting, it really has to do with and resonates with the talk about vision boards and manifesting, is we usually don't want to be millionaires. We actually want to spend like millionaires. And when you realize that, you're like, oh shit, this whole time I've had this mentality of all the shit I want to spend. And you're actually already manifesting that you spend like a you're spending like a millionaire because you're spending or you're spending millions of dollars. Like you're, you're having the actions of that match the spending habits. And that's why you're able to manifest the ability to spend and spend, but you're forgetting to actually have habits of being a millionaire and people that are millionaires and keep their money. Don't lose it all are disciplined and they're structured, right. And they're stable and they do things disciplined, which means that they don't just go and spend money on bullshit. They know how to save, they know how to be resourceful and they know how to be frugal. So whenever now, when I catch myself in an opportunity to spend money, I'm asking myself, how would a disciplined person decide right now? What would they do? What kind of decision would they make? And generally, when I've looked at all the things I've been about to buy, the the disciplined person would say no. So I've been following that and leaning more into a disciplined person so I can be a millionaire, not spend like one. There's also this book I read, I'm pretty sure it's called How to Get Rich. Mm-hmm. And there's a Netflix show on it too, which is where I found the book actually. Yeah. It is really good because I think 
most people, if they don't budget already, they think of a budget and are like restriction. They mm -hmm. automatically assume life is going to get more restricted or it sucks. It's boring. Budgeting just sucks. But budgeting actually is fun. Then you're more organized. You know you're financially free. You feel better. You feel you, you can almost yourself. make it a game. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's fun to see the bank account go up, in my opinion. But I think everyone <laughs> would feel that way. Like, Neither, <laughs> yeah, like I don't see my bank account go down. But what he says, which is like the key thing, is prioritize what you like, right? So like for us, we like workout classes. So restricting would be taking away the workout classes. Yeah. Should we go to one every single day that costs $50? Probably not. Yeah. But doing things that we like and it's taking away things that we don't need. That's where you start with it. So budgeting doesn't mm. have to be this whole like restricting. If you really like coffee, you're going to drink coffee out ever. Like it's more so just being smarter where you're not totally revamping your life and making it unenjoyable for yourself because that's where the budgeting doesn't work when you're like, yeah, I'm spending $10 this week on it. The stuff I yeah, want. because like, you still need to be happy. I've actually heard an episode. I forget his name that wrote that book. He was on an episode of Mel Robbins podcast as well. And it's actually really great. And it's you need to have room for fun is basically how yeah. he worded it. And like enjoyable things. And like that could be your expensive coffees. That could be going to the spa once a month, getting your facials, whatever. Because you still need to be happy. And those things genuinely bring you happiness. Have them. But like you said, everyone looks at budgeting as restricting. That's why I never did it, honestly. And I that's also why I've never been a person of a set routine in the morning or a set ritual because I'm like, oh, it's so restricting. I'm a spontaneous person. I believe like in spontaneity allows like so many amazing opportunities to open up. And I always looked at habits or budgeting as a restriction. And in the book, Atomic Habits that I freaking love that I said is like habits actually give you more freedom than spontaneity ever will. And I thought that was really interesting because it shows by having habits that really construct to a specific amount of time, you're freeing up so much other time for yourself. And you're also taking away the anxiety of the things that you were responsibilities you had because you have it stacked them and you actually handled them. That now you can enjoy your freedom more versus being spontaneous and being a spaz and being guilty or shameful that you're not doing the things you were supposed to. And I was like, that's so interesting because I've always thought it was restricting. And I, don't, and I really don't think that it is. I think budgeting is like how you become the person you want to become. And yeah. I want to become successful and stable and disciplined. So I have to act accordingly. Yeah. Where I started was I did my needs first, obviously. And then mm -hmm. I wrote once in the order of the once because so my dad and I always would talk about this. My dad's really good with his money. So like I take his advice, but sometimes I don't like it. Mm -hmm. But he would always say, you don't need to get your nails done. Like you don't need to buy coffee. But I love getting my nails done. And then I said to him, I was like, well, you don't need to go golfing every week. That costs $100. So it's like no one's wants are going to be the same. Some people like right. cars and want to spend more money on a car. I don't care about cars. Like I could, mm -hmm. I don't want to drive a clunker necessarily that's like breaking down. But I don't, I could drive whatever and be fine. Mm -hmm. But like some people genuinely like that. Like their hobby is cars. So it's just everyone's going to look at other people and not necessarily agree with their spending, but it's just what do you like? What makes you happy? And really honing yeah. in on that. Yeah. And then that also brings me to like how bad of consumers we've become this whole world. Because like I'm in marketing, so I obviously pay attention to trends and I, I pay attention to how businesses are performing or how people are spending because it's I need to understand consumer psychology to help my clients actually sell through. But also this has been the 
the last few years because of COVID, like we've become such massive consumers because we were stuck in our houses that we were just buying and buying. And because we built those habits, we haven't removed those habits. And now we just like over consume people scroll TikTok, buy sh- random shit all the time. Instagram being every influencer is telling you what skincare to wear, what clothes to buy, what Amazon finds they have. And because they're reasonably affordable, we're like, oh yeah, sure. We'll buy it. And then we've bought a bunch of random shit the whole month. And it's like, really asking yourself, what do I really need and what do I really want versus making spending choices or spending habits wrapped around other people's suggestions. And I follow this rule, which I have not always followed. <laughs> Starting January 1st of this year, I'm following I started it, this so. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, literally. But I'm going to start following a 24-hour rule because sometimes mm. I'm just like on TikTok, on Instagram, and an ad pops buyer. up. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, sister, I didn't need that. And then it shows up at my door four days later. I'm like, wait, what did I buy again? Like, I didn't even really want it. And I don't return yeah. it because I'm lazy unless I got it from Amazon. So I am the yeah. worst with returns, literally word for word what you said, unless it's from Amazon and I can just go to Whole Foods or yep. whatever store with no box and they'll take it yeah. back. But yeah. if I have to wrap that shit up, put a label on it, wait to in line at the post office, there's no chance that shit's getting returned. Then I have a pile of yeah. shit I don't need, which is literally in the corner because I had to get rid of it. But I think that's so accurate. The 24-hour rule, it's an amazing rule. But also, if you've ever gone online shopping and just added a bunch of shit to your cart, which I'll do this on my laptop. I only use Google Chrome, and that's the only thing that I have my credit cards attached to or debit cards. But I go on Safari where I have no cards saved, so I can't accidentally auto-populate the freaking checkout because otherwise I'm doomed. And I will just add a bunch of shit to my cart, get rid of the high of wanting to pick out outfits, and then I leave it. And I actually don't give a shit to go buy them. It's so stupid. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go and notice that I could put it all together and wanted to get the excitement out of it. And then I actually didn't want it afterwards. But I think knocking in the 24-hour rule is a great idea because usually in 24 hours, you don't want that shit. It was just an impulse and you were bored and you were scrolling the internet and you don't want it. Yeah. And especially clothes, none of that is a need. Like unless you're going to a wedding and need a dress or something like that or a certain event. Like I'll just be shopping and I see a cute hat and then I buy it. It's like I didn't need that. At all. I think because like I've been manifesting over the last year that I wanted to be a responsible person. I also like laugh because I'm like, I want to be responsible with my money and I don't want to overspend. And I only shop for outfits on occasion. I'm an occasion shopper all day long. If I'm going on a cute date, a bitch has a new outfit from head to toe. Or if I'm going to an event, head to toe, new outfit. Like I, do, I can't rewear things, which is really annoying when it comes to events or comes to like cute dates. I'm like, I just want something new and feel refreshed. I don't know. It's a thing. But I hadn't gotten invited to absolutely shit all this year. And I feel like that was because I was manifesting being financially responsible. So the universe was like, bitch, you're going to be bored because that is the only way to tame your ass from shopping for outfits. And it worked. And now I'm responsible. So funny. Kind of. I'm the same way. I definitely rewear stuff. Oh, I do too. but, But events, like if you're going on a new, a cute date, right? Cute date you're super stoked for, not a chance you're going to wear the same thing. Or at least like a new cute body. You're gonna get it. You're gonna add a piece. You're gonna add yeah. something. I could wear <laughs> the same so shoe. I could wear the same pants, but I'm not wearing the same top. I'm not. Yeah. I need a fresh You're top. So right. Yeah. Exactly. But it's just fun. It's like part of the process. Just girls being girls. <laughs> it makes you feel good. It does. It's so fun to me. Yeah. So fun, but it gets so dangerous. Be careful with listening to my advice. It's a little mishmashy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. ignore the past thirty seconds. Listen. Do yeah. That. Listen to what I said seven minutes ago, not what I said a minute. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's my main thing that I'm really leaning into responsibility wise. But what would you say for you that like really sticks out that you're going to really 
lean into in 2024? Definitely discipline. Mm, yeah. Um, because I, the past year, I realized how much it built my self-trust back, but there's still a lot of things I say, not a lot. There's some things that I say I'm going to do and I don't do them, or I say I'm going to do them knowingly. I'm not doing that. So it's just be more realistic with the things that I'm going to say, because I get upset with myself, honestly, when I don't do the things. I'm like, why am I even saying things knowing I'm not going to do them? So just yeah. like being more disciplined with myself. And when I say I'm going to do it, I'm doing sure. it. That's yeah. really good. Not me booking two workouts yesterday and not attending either one of them. <laughs> it's okay. I got invited to come on a boat and it was like a nice go watch the sunset and eat potato chips. And I was like, who says no to that? Let's be real. Who no says one. no to the opportunity to watch a sunset on the water? I can't. And I was like, you know what? I wanted experiences this year and it's starting off with an experience and I'm going. But I will say this one's something I'm leaning into too. And I think discipline also sounds restricting, but discipline is like, be, that's how you become successful. Like people that are successful that have built something for themselves, at least they did it because they were disciplined and they knew how to say yes or how to say no in the right times. And I think that's the biggest thing to lean into. Discipline is how you compound good habits that become exactly what you wanted and that's the thing when i say earlier about for manifestors there needs to be a level of action behind it and the action needs to be disciplined because that all of those little things that you want to do that are good for you are likely adding up to the big thing that you want or like the big thing you're manifesting is usually banking on those little action steps that you need to take throughout the year i want to touch on also because i know we said this literally earlier in this episode but I think two things can exist at once because discipline and living intuitively sometimes won't go hand in hand, right? Because right. if let's say if you want to go to the gym, intuitively, there's a lot of me, a lot of days that isn't going to want to go to the gym because either I'm not feeling great or I just want to rest. So I think there is this balance that sometimes can be tough of being disciplined, but also listening to your intuition. And for me, what I'm trying to do is the goals that I'm setting for myself aren't strict days. So to give you an example, literally of my goals this year, it's Pilates three times a week and then walking every single day because I genuinely enjoy doing that. And I like doing that. And even on the days where I don't feel as good or excited to work out, I could still get that done. And I know I'm going to feel better after I do it. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit of a harder workout twice a week. Yeah. And that's very doable. And I could be more intuitive with the days that I do that, but it is a place where it can get a little bit confusing. Do you have any tips on how you do that, where you live intuitively, but also yeah. say discipline? I think it's for me, I knew not to book those classes that I had booked for yesterday, right? I knew not to. I knew I was unlikely to attend them. And my thing is because I'm so intuitive with the day of how I feel, how my body feels, I actually don't like to book so many classes in advance. If I do that, I'm likely not going to attend. Like I booked that six days ago. I knew no way I was going to want to attend it. So I'm just more realistic to like book the day before or book it the morning of and see how I'm feeling that day. But yeah, like doing that, not booking things too far out in advance. And also giving myself leeway. Or if you say you want to commit to Pilates, but you're also wanting to commit to that hard workout, you can do 10 minutes of Pilates and then have your hard workout afterwards. And your 10 minutes of Pilates could be on your bedroom floor, or your living room floor. But I also don't even like to be that specific. What you just said is like super laid out. I will literally say I need to move my body rigorously three times a week, but I need to have some light movement every day. 
And that could be like you said, like walking, whatever. My It doesn't have to be walking. I could be on my floor and I could just do sit-ups and planks and little things like that. But I say I need to get a little bit of movement every day, but I need to have three like really rigorous, put in the effort, whether it's going to a class or going to the gym and doing a workout. But I give myself realistic expectations. If I give myself five days a week, I have to work out. It's overwhelming. Whereas if I do three, I'll like respect myself and I'll be happy that I did it. And then I usually end up fitting in five. But I like Mm -hmm. to give myself like leeway to not do that. So that's how the intuition part comes in. But I like to just say not I'm super nonspecific about what kind of movements and stuff, because I like to know how I'm going to feel that day. Like my hormones fluctuate. I'm a freaking female. If I go to book a hit class that morning, there's no chance I'm going to go there if I'm feeling tired because I will be dead and not be able to get anything done. So I'll just be like, you know, what? I'm actually going to go to yoga instead. If I would have if I would have just said that I was going to hit class, I would have been upset with myself for not doing one. And shameful, whereas if I just say I need to move my body that day rigorously, whichever one I pick is cool. But it's hard to stay disciplined and intuitive at the same time. I think it also depends on your goals, because if your goal is to, as a female, if your goal is to feel better, leaning in a little bit more with the intuition is probably Mm -hmm. better for you. But if you want to be ripped and a model, then you've got to be more disciplined. It depends on your outcome. It depends on the outcome you're seeking. My activity that I do is because I want to feel good and it's just general health. But in the times where I was training when I was modeling, if I wanted to be like super fit, I didn't have a choice, but I had to fit those things in and I had to make them happen. And I honestly didn't have grace with myself back then. So I can't even fully speak to it to be fair. But I think alongside the discipline is having your little saying, like the thing we said earlier about the fear, I think everyone should have a year slogan or a three month slogan. It can change as things evolve. But how mine is, I don't play it safe. If that morning, I don't feel like going to my workout that I booked, but don't feel like going because I'm being lazy, not don't feel like going because I'm sick. I'm going to be like, I don't play it safe. And then quickly you'll find my ass running to the gym or running to that workout because I don't want to play it safe. Or I have a meeting that I don't really want to attend because I'm feeling a little, I'd rather lay in bed a little bit longer. No, I don't play it safe. So that's why you're thinking about, I said, Fear is the passenger, not the driver. Lens are not that that great. It is good, but not great. We got to find your slogan to stick to. But having that slogan to remind like you at times you don't want to do it is great to do. My yeah. other thing is this is a quote that everyone can align with and that I highly recommend is to get to where I've never gone. I have to do the things I've never done. And that shit will get me out of bed at any second because I'm like, okay, I've laid in this bed 10 billion times. It's not getting me anywhere closer to where I need to be. Me laying on my floor scrolling on TikTok is I've done this 10,000 times. It's not going to be anywhere closer to where I want to be. So I'm like, okay, to get to where I've never gone, I have to do the things I've never done. And that means getting up and going to do what I have to do or making an effort to call somebody or making an effort to reach out to someone on Instagram I want to connect with or whatever, just doing something different. And another quote, because I love quotes, is like, doubt takes you out of action and action takes you out of the doubt. And that goes back to the fear thing that we were mentioning earlier you're not going to get shit done if you're leading, leading into doubt because you'll just be sitting there doubting and action will pull you right out of that. But also doubt can pull you out of action. So it's just remembering how to counterbalance the two. Yeah. Now when I'm fearful to try something new, I'm going to be like, fear, get out of there. Get out of the driver's seat. I'm in the driver's seat. Move over, sis. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the driver. Get out of the car. <laughs> I'm the captain now, miss. Literally. I don't want to keep going on a full rant on discipline and everything, but My one big thing is money things this year because money was my biggest struggle and has put me in the hardest times and the hardest stresses and the biggest anxieties in my life. So that's why I'm really leaning into financial abundance and building it. But again, what we said earlier, not just having manifestations, reverse engineer your goals and give yourself little actionable steps that you could do per month to get you closer. And a lot of times it's reaching out to people on Instagram. It's making effort to make the content. It's 
uh, making effort to show up to the gym, like actually show up for your dreams versus just sitting and twiddling your thumbs and waiting for somebody to come be like, here you go. You're your dream woman now. And I saw this thing the other day that says you don't just become your dream person overnight or your dream woman or your dream man overnight. You become her by building her. And that means you build her by the things that you do on a daily basis. Can we go into that a little bit? Because I know we talked about this before, but when I write down big goals for myself, I, it feels like I'm looking up at a huge mountain Mm -hmm. and there's no way I'm getting there. Let's talk about the reverse engineering because I think that's almost needed. And I think there's probably a lot of people where they write down these goals and are like, yeah, that's not happening. And then they don't even try. Okay. So So we're going to do it. We're going to do it with one of your goals. Just give me one of your goals and we're going to break it down and I'm going to tell you how you're going to get there. Okay. I have to think because I don't want to say one of my big ones. It doesn't even have to be one of your big goals. I know you want to be an influencer. You want to get paid for your content, right? Let's say. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I've gotten paid for content, but it's like little dinky amounts. I want to get paid Mm -hmm. like a good amount. (laughs) Okay. So you want to monetize your content creation. You want to be a paid influencer and you want it to cover your bills and your wants and needs. You want it to cover your budget. So you want to be full-time an influencer. Okay. So we know now that Nicole's goal is full-time influencer. What does a full-time influencer do? They create content, they get paid for it. Okay. So how do the people, how do the brands contact you? You have to have an email set up in your bio. You need to have a niche that they know to contact you for. And you need to have examples of content that shows that you're capable of advertising a product. So if your thing is that you want to be a wellness influencer, you need to start creating on your page salesy kind of videos or content that can support a brand because the brand's goal when they work with an influencer is to sell their products in a creative way, right? They're, they're going to hire that influencer because they want sales from the product that they displayed. So you need to make sure that you have content on your page that shows you working with other brands. Even if you didn't even get brand deals, you need to start buying products. Let's say you want to work with Aloe, pick your top five people you want to work with, go start wearing Aloe clothes and doing videos of an Aloe haul or like how you would sell your aloe or moving in my aloe. Start making videos that align with the brands that you want to work with on your feed that shows that you're already capable because it's treated like it's your portfolio, right? So there's an action step there, making sure you have an email set up, making sure your bio describes that you're a wellness influencer. Start also acting like them. Earlier, I said, I want to be a, I want to be a millionaire. What do millionaires do? They're disciplined. They are more decisive, whatever. What is a content creator? They're ambitious and they're courageous about how they reach out to people. So they're actually making an effort to reach out to different brands. So you also need to go and seek out emails for PR companies or from different uh, brands that you want to work with and start making an avid effort, prepare a pitch you want to send to them. There's so many little action steps that you can take. And then around all of those steps I just gave you, you can say to yourself, once a week, I want to reach out to at least 50 brands because everything's a numbers game. As you know, in the job that you do, everything's a numbers game. Eventually someone's going to respond. So once you do that study, you'll start having people coming back and responding to you. And you can always send follow-ups. I am the biggest believer in the power of the follow-up. Once you've sent that email, don't just let it go and you never check on it again. Go revisit it in two weeks and be like, hey, I just wanted to pop back in your inbox and see if there's an opportunity to work together. So those are all the things that you can also be doing. And then over time, once you start getting proper brand deals with people and you start doing it, you'll start to realize the, how much time the content takes you to produce. And then you can put a price tag on it. And then eventually in nine months from now, Nicole can be a full-time paid influencer, but she has to be consistent in the content she creates and making sure she takes those steps on a weekly basis. There it is, folks. Reach out to Abby for your business needs. 
that was that. crazy. Holy crap. So that's asking yourself, what are all the little steps and nitty gritty that you have to do into it? And then making sure you're doing it. But in everything that we want to do in like the digital world, everything is a numbers game of who you reach out to. Even when I had my agency, every brand I ever wanted to work with, I ended up working with because I reached out to them and I made sure to lean into the power of the follow-up. Like people don't want to hire you if you reach out to them one time, but if you're persistent and you show that you're actually engaged because they get messages all the time from random influencers who they're like, okay, whatever. But the person that actually checks in and shows that they're really persistent and consistent is someone that they want to work with because that means that they can rely on you to deliver the content as well because you showed Mm -hmm. you were able to follow up. So it's just in all your little action steps, just being intentional with what you're doing and how you're delivering it. But guys, that was a freaking full-blown rant. Any questions you have wrapped around that, please (laughs) let me know. (laughs) That was a long one. No, I like that. And I think what has helped me, because we went through that for myself, not necessarily for that goal, but doing little weekly checklists of what I can do to get myself closer to those big goals help. And I'm not as overwhelmed. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's another thing that's really useful. Like aside from just picking out like a goal on your money is like one thing, but if you have other goals as well, I use this example a lot to tell people, we want the podcast to blow up. Great. Sounds great. What is an actionable, tangible step that actually shows that it's blown up, right? Or say you want to, for your partner, if you're trying to manifest your partner being more loving or a loving partner, I want him to be more loving. Do you even know what action steps you want this person to take to prove to you that you're actually making progress? Choose things that show you're making progress. And for your example, if we're saying the influencer thing on that goal, I want to make sure that I've gained 500 followers a month, or I want to make sure I've reached out to a thousand brands a month, or if I want whatever it is, that's how you're actually making progress. And that's how you'll feel okay about your efforts. And whenever you get anxious, that shit's not happening. You can at least go back to your list of actionables and be like, you know what? I at least did the effort. And all I have to do is be consistent and eventually it'll compound and eventually I'll get the deals I want. But if you don't have action steps or proof or something to prove to yourself that you're making an effort, you're not going to be happy. So take whatever your goal is and make sure you put actionable, tangible steps around it. Mine is being more disciplined with money. Like my thing has to be like that. I'm matching the savings. I said no to things that um, were unnecessary for me spending wise. Like whatever it is, just have actionable steps so you can be like, you know what? I am on track here. And around money. Also, guys, I don't know if you guys have heard it. The Rocket Money app is awesome. Like. I got it. And it really just organized everything in one place. Your credit score, your, all your credit cards, debit cards, everything is so good. And it reminds you're on track and it's like colorful and pretty and like emoji. Ooh, organized. maybe I'll get that. What is it yeah, called? Yeah, it's Rocket Money. I actually love it. And it's already told me my spending habits are down 42% from last month, which is crazy, which just goes to, and I spent a lot of money this month. It was Christmas. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Even in the holidays of buying everyone gifts, I still got my spending habits down because it was at it's least showing really me. really good. That's amazing. I was like, yeah. shit, that's crazy. But it also goes to show how ridiculously lavish I was living before, like an absolute imbecile. But <laughs> anyways, I think that about wraps it up for today because I've been on a full-blown rant and that's probably because I drank like 12 coffees and I'm very sorry. Do you have a prompt we can leave them with? Do you have something I, we can leave them to ponder on? Yeah, honestly, I really want everyone to do that one that I was saying before where mm-hmm. pretend it's December 31st of 2024 and you're celebrating on New Year's Eve all that you've accomplished with your good friends around you, family, or even maybe you're manifesting 
new people around you and just mm-hmm. really feeling that feeling because things will happen. Yes. And Something make your, in a day, 24 hours yeah. and pick your slogan, pick your slogan and your slogan should be something that you can use in a time of fear or a time of panic or a time of laziness or a time when you get like paralysis and you don't want to do anything. We have a bunch of shit to do. That is the exact time you want to break out the slogan. So if you can't create one, you haven't thought of one, at least lean into the one to get to where I've never gone. Got to do the things I've never done. But guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Wellness Members Club. Again, happy 2024. You are going to do so many things this year. It's an amazing year. But also give yourself a little grace. Don't be too crazy. And thanks for being here. See you guys soon. Woo! Happy New Year! Woo!